Okay. So last week we learned about Mukta Machmas Mitzvah. This week we're going to learn about a new kind of Mukta, Mukta Machmas Tzorinkis. There's an argument between Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda about something that you don't plan on using on Shabbos. You have no interest in using a certain item on Shabbos. So according to Reb Yehuda, if you have no interest in using a certain item on Shabbos, that makes a Mukta and it's forbidden to touch that item on Shabbos. According to Reb Shimon, just because you decided you don't want to use it, just because you dis- just because you haven't thought of using it more accurately, that doesn't make a muksa. So the example that's given is let's say you have a store and you sell fruit in the store, and you're planning not to use that fruit because you're selling it in your store. But then uh, your baby wakes up and wants an orange, and you find oh, there's an orange in the store. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can't take the orange out of the store. According to Rabbi Shimon, you could. The lacha follows Rabbi Shimon. Even though you didn't think of using it on Shabbos, that doesn't make it forbidden. That's the halach. But then there's something else, which not that you, th- you didn't think of using, but you deliberately decided you don't want to use. You deliberately decided you don't want to use something because if it will be used, the thing will get ruined. So then it is called muktza machos kis. It's muktza because of the loss. But it's not that you're not thinking of using it, it's that you deliberately don't want to use it because it's going to get messed up. So even Ab Shimon, who disagrees about using things in your store that you didn't plan to use, he agrees that if something you deliberately don't want to use because it's going to get messed up, so it becomes muksa. So the Mishnah brings a few examples of what those things are. One is a Meser Agadol. Meser Agadol means a big knife that's used to cut wood. A sheikhat's knife is a, another example, yeah? Charbet ushpacha. Charbet ushpacha. It's actually machlekes. What charbet ushpacha is? It is a sheikhat's knife or is it a knife to cut shoes? Since those, both of those knives are things that you don't want to mess up the teeth of the knife, a sheikhat's knife, obviously, a sheikh has to, has to use a very smooth knife for it to be kosher. And uh, similarly, when you, if you're going to use a, a, this big knife you're using to chop wood, this, this big saw to chop wood, if you use it for other things, it's going to mess up the, um, the, uh, the, the, the saw. And therefore, uh, you deliberately do not want to use it to cut anything else because you don't want to mess up the teeth of this, of this uh, big knife. Similarly, yasna macharisha, if you have a plow, so you don't want to use the, the, uh, the uh, thing that's put into the earth to, what's it called? The blade. You don't want to use that for anything else because... Uh, it's going to ruin it and it's an expensive item so you don't want to ruin it and therefore you before Shabbos not only are you not planning on using it but you don't want to use that specifically because it's going to mess it up then the, the Gemara brings it Abai and Amnachim bring other examples one is Uch the Katzer Uch the Katzer means there was a kind of a, uh, a uh, board that you used it when you wash clothing to somehow because there's holes in the board and used it to to pour uh, perfumes on your clothing, also something you wouldn't think of using for anything else, and therefore it is, it's, it's an example of muksa machmas chsaren kis. So, let's say you have something which is mlachte leheter, which means it's something which you could use on Shabbos, but you are deliberately planning not to use it on Shabbos because you want to sell it. For example, you have attached to your house, let's say, you have a furniture store. 
and the, you don't want to use these chairs in your house because they may get ruined or you'll get to sell for less. So therefore, you deliberately do not want to use these chairs because they are um, they're meant for, to be sold. So even Abshimen, who holds that you're allowed to uh, take the raisins and fruits and stuff out of your store, uh, he agrees that you cannot take out the, um, the, uh, uh, the chairs out of your store. Not, there's another example that tells us a little bit more about Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Rabbi Shimon says, things, dates which are put aside to dry. Until they are fully dried, they're, 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 they're not edible. So those kinds of things are not only that you don't plan on using them, but you deliberately are planning not to use them. So similar, similarly, this bench or this table, you're not, it's not that you don't plan on using it. You don't want to use it in your house because... It's meant for, for merchandise. So even though it's mlachter leheter, even though it's something which has a use on Shabbos, which is permissible, still it's considered muksa because you have no um, uh, interest in using it. In fact, you're interested not to use it. Another example is something which is very, very expensive. Mlachter leheter. Let's say it's a keli which you cannot use on Shabbos. It's something which, which is meant to be, to use, be used for something like the examples in the Mishnah. Like the Yoslam Acharesha, the the the, the uh, knife. You don't shecht on Shabbos. You don't wash clothing on Shabbos. You don't uh, cut wood on Shabbos. So those are things which, which has a usage that is forbidden on Shabbos, and you would not want to use it for anything else. So therefore, it's considered muktza. So Malachte Lehater, Tilal David, who explains often the words of the Alter Rebbe, he explains the Alter Rebbe's opinions like this: If it's an item, which has a usage which is, which is permitted on Shabbos, but you deliberately don't want to use it, okay, that's Moksamachasankis. Or if it's an item which has a usage which is forbidden on Shabbos, like the Sheikhat's knife, like the Sheikhat's knife, since you don't want to use it for anything else, and the only usage it could be used for is something forbidden on Shabbos, it's also Moksamachasankis. A Klish Malachtalehater, something which, like a table or a chair, which you deliberately don't want to use, that's Moksamachasankis, because you don't want to use it. And even if it has a usage, which you don't mind using it for its usage, but it's Shabbos, you can't use it for its usage, like a sheikhet's knife, so that becomes muktza because of your, because you have no use for it on Shabbos at all. In fact, you plan not to use it. I know a Jew who had three knives in his house. He had a, he was a sefer, he was a, a moil, he was a sheikhet, and all the knives together in the same compartment in his house. Like, oh my gosh, imagine this guy mixes up his knives Anyways, go ahead. Yes. Okay. I know that. If I was a sheikh and a male, and a safer. Of course, it's a kind of What's the question? Someone's life is in danger. You're allowed to break Shabbos. What's, what's the question? Okay. So if before Shabbos, you decided, Shechit is not for me. I, I know when I decided Shechit wasn't for me. I went to visit the Shlachtais in Australia, and it was really early in the morning and there were these sheep rains that were pulsating on the conveyor belt 
and this man said to me in an Australian accent, want some brains? I knew at that moment I was never going to be a sheikhet. Anyways, so, so let's say you decided one day you're not going to be a sheikhet, um, so that, and you decide before Shabbos that you, not, on Shabbos you can't change the designation of something. But before Shabbos you decide, I'm going to use this sheikhet tonight because I know my baby often gets stuck and whatever, so I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, going, to, I'm going to use this in case it gets stuck. That's what you decide before Shabbos. It's no longer mukta at all. You can use it for anything. Once it has one usage, what you want to use on Shabbos, it's not considered mukta at all. It's expensive. And that's why you don't use it for anything else. Because it's a, you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't use the kalchala because, because it's expensive. Therefore, you wouldn't want to use it for anything else. Yeah. Lachtel is still, you have a Sheikhet's knife, yeah. And, and you want to use a Sheikhet's knife as a paperweight and you want to move it because you're using a Shinoi. So you're saying because you're using a Shinoi, therefore it should be missable. So a, 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 the world of Shinoi is a very Mishunandika world. Um, it's a, the world of moving things through a change. Uh, are, are, it's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subject in itself. Mr. Shem will get to Shinoi another, another day. It's a whole subject in itself. How, when, when a Shinoi works, Shinoi doesn't work. Shorter answers don't. No, because a shinui is very hard. To, there's different kinds of shinui. There's shinui we're using the back of your hands. Shinui using your elbows. Assume it's a perfect shinui. Is there room? If, if you shinui, like, let's, assume, let's assume we figured out the shinui. Okay. The Alter in one place says you're allowed to move a candle with the back of your hands, and then other places he completely says you can allow to. I'm saying it's not a simple world. So he, the, the the classic example of a shinui, which is mutter, is if you have a money pouch, you're carrying a money pouch in your clothing, and it's not. Or you, you have straw, and you want to flatten out the straw while you're sleeping. So the straw is muktza, but you are sleeping there, so you're moving it with your body. So your body is a good shinoi. So how are you going to move the paperweight with your body over there? I mean, not with your hands, not in the back of your hand, not with your elbows, with the body, your body, you're going to move the paperweight, you're going to move well, the knife. Conceptually. Let's, let's have, let's, we'll have a shir, we'll have a shir about it. We'll have a shir about it. If you're going to use a shinoi on a shokat's knife, you wouldn't be able to do it unless you but, but I will say this: if there, if the shinoi was it, it, moving a muktzam with with your body, is it doesn't matter why you're moving it; it's permissible, as long as you're moving it and with a shinoi. Which, which, when, how, what shinoi, what shinoi work and how they work? If it was a shinoi, does not need to have a, a, a pro- appropriate reason. In other words, move something which is not completely muktzam for the sake of its space or for the using the thing itself. If it's not completely muktzam. If it's like a klish machtel iser, let's say a, 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 a something which is uh, like a pair of tefillin, has the same category as a klish machtel iser, because you're not supposed to, you don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. So you, if, you have, if I have my tefillin tomorrow night over here, as I often do, I'm going to move the tefillin off of here because I need, I need the space. That is shin. But if it was a sheikhet's knife, so then I would get complicated. Well, I use my elbow, was my, would I make sure no one's looking? I'm, I'm well? <laughs> I have one question that I've always had. A flower pot on the table. So you'll you you to move flowers gently, but you're not supposed to move them in a way that will affect the, um, the, the pull them out of the water or whatever. Move, 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 move flower <laughs> flowers gently, but flower pot. Oh, flower so pot. There's a by a flower a flower pot is a uh, is is not a simple uh, discussion. A flower pot is different than a a, a, a plant a plant a plant. A, plant. You're talking about a, plant? a vase with flowers. A vase with flowers. You can move it. And move, yell and move it gently. Okay. A, a, a plant, a, pot, a potted plant is a, a, a potted plant is not the same kind of thing. 
it's a, it's it's even a question about just just to, just to open our minds a little bit to the the incredibleness of halacha. There's a, a certain discussion about put, taking a plant that's on a wooden floor and you're lifting it off the ground. If that's detaching a, a something from the ground, if it's a wooden floor and it's a, and the pot is on the ground and the pot is made out of wood or whatever or, or earthenware. It's not so posh. It's it's another. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a whole class in itself about what the laws of of, of cutting are from the ground and a potted plant lifting up. Okay, let's move on. So it's just amazing this time. Okay, next is the Put. What about if you have a a knife for circumcision? We just said a second ago that as long as you have a planned usage for something, right, it makes it not muktzah. So if you have a you're a male, and you have a knife, you're going to circumcise the baby tomorrow. So the khaira, you have a usage for something, you have usage for this knife to circumcise the baby. Does the knife become muktsa or not? It's a knife you wouldn't use for anything else. That's why Kreiman actually. Rabbi Kreiman says that he throws them all out. He doesn't, he doesn't recycle his knives. But, uh, but if you had a special knife that you used as a male, this was your knife you wanted to use, so does it become muktsa? So the Altarebbe says yes, a moil's knife is muktzah. Why is it muktzah? How are you using it on Shabbos? I mean, he can't take it to a place where he's going to circumcise. He has to bring it there before Shabbos. Well, carrying it now, carrying Shusharab to do a meal. But let's say the meal, the, 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 the knife is there. You lie to move, it's a mitzvah, to do a circumcision on Shabbos. You, you have a biblical obligation to a circumcision. You lie to move the knife for the circumcision. But then, you want to put the knife away to guard it, to keep it, put it away. You can't. That's why Emil, after he does a circumcision, he's supposed to put it into his bag, and that's put it on the, once he puts it on the table, once it's if it's still in his hands, you let him move it, move it wherever he wants to move it. But once he puts it down, he's not going to move it anywhere because it's muktza. The question is, why is it muktza? He knows before Shabbos, he's going to use this knife. And we said a second ago that you could decide with your mind to designate something as not muktza. So you have the sheikhat's knife. We decide it's going to be a chirchala knife. So he knew the day before. He knew the day before. That he's going to uh, have it do it brismila. Why is it muktza? So you have to say that you have to say no easy answer. You have to say that it still remains muktza, even though you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. It's not that you are now um, having in mind to uh, you're redesignating it for something else. It's that your the Torah allows you to use muktza on Shabbos for this mitzvah. In other words. It, it, just like you're allowed to cut on Shabbos to the bris milah, you're allowed to move muktzah on Shabbos. But it's not like you have redesignated in your mind. It's not a place muktzah. Just like the cutting of the flesh is not okay to do anymore. Right. The bris you can do. Right, right. It's not a place muktzah. It doesn't mean you can cut flesh. Right, right. If a neighbor had a baby that is the eighth day and he brought it over to this place where they had the previous circumcision on Shabbos, would he be able to use that for the second circumcision? You want to move it to a neighbor that was an Eid or no Eid? Uh, yeah, they brought the baby. Fact. The baby is here. The baby is here. Why, why can't he move it? It's for another circumcision, of course. You can use it for another Yeah, for sure. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Because the mitzvah is there, not the place moves Okay. Um, the author discusses, he doesn't explain the reason for the knife so clearly. But he says something else that Jochera explains why the knife is okay. The author says, the author is discussing when thought helps and when thought doesn't help to, to, to extract an item which is muksa to make it not muksa. Um, the Azarba says that if you decide, Azarba asks a question like this, how come 
you're this, you, you just thought before Shabbos, you're a male, you just thought before Shabbos, you're going to do a circumcision, and you also thought you're going to take it home. So how come your plan to take it home is not considered a, uh, a, a making it Namoksa? You plan to carry it home. Why is that not considered something which redesignates it? And the Altar says, because you didn't think to use it. If you thought to use the knife to cut a banana, to cut a potato, to cut a cucumber, whatever, so you decide you'd redesignate it. But if you're, only, if you're not redesignating and you just want to bring it home, that's not called using it. That's called, I, that's called you're just thinking about, about putting, bringing it home. You're thinking about hiding it. You, 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 in other words, it's, it's called being mighty. You're, really just like a, you're just doing a trick. I, I thought before Shabbos was going to bring it home. Think before Shabbos is going to bring it home doesn't make it not muktzah. You just thought of doing an Isra Muktzah before Shabbos. If I think of doing something before Shabbos, doesn't make it not muktzah. I just plan to do an Avera on Shabbos. Okay, it doesn't, make it, doesn't make it better. But to move it for the bris itself, that's fine. You're, you're a soul man. Okay. Uh, if shechting something for a someone who's sick is permissible on Shabbos, but that's not something you designated before Shabbos. If you knew someone was sick before Shabbos, Hi. Oh, Shalom Aleichem. Give me, give me two minutes. I didn't recognize you with a cool hat. If you, if you, um, if you, give me two minutes, two minutes, we'll be, I'll, I'll be finished. If you knew before Shabbos that someone was sick, you're not, you, if you knew before Shabbos, if you knew before Shabbos that someone was sick and therefore you wanted to, to shecht on Shabbos, you wouldn't be allowed to. You would tell you, go to the grocery store and buy them food for Shabbos. You, there's no scenario of, of designating a knife before Shabbos for using it on Shabbos because someone is sick. If someone is sick, you, you, you would shecht before Shabbos. The only example we have of, of a knife being used um, for, on, uh, you know, in advance is, 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 in, is in a bris milah, and in that situation, the, bris, the knife would still be muktzah. So what about a Pesach knife? A Pesach knife, it's, let's say it's Shabbos before Pesach, and you want to take out your Pesach knife before Shabbos, before Pesach begins. So the Chira, or it's a regular Shabbos, you have a Pesach knife, so you decide one Shabbos, on the Chira, that, that will be Muktzah. It will be Muktzah, because not just you're not planning to use a Pesach knife, you're planning not to use a Pesach knife. And the Chira, Pesach knife would be Muktzah. The author discusses also a crusher of spices. Once you made a, excuse me, once you made a Kavana to not use something for Shabbos, automatically you've, you've labeled it. Right, you've labeled it Muktzah. You've made it Muktzah, exactly. There's another example of something, um, just, just it, to, to continue this point, if you have a, a, a something which crushes spices, some, it's, like, some places, I know exactly how this crusher looked, but in some places, they would not use this crusher for anything else. In those places where they wouldn't use it for anything else, it's muktza. In places where they didn't care to use it for other things, they don't mind using it for other things, it's not muktza. There's another example of something which is not a big loss, and yet it's muktza, and that is Paper. These, the, the papers, this paper is not muksa because I use it and I wrote on it and I want to use it on Shabbos to read it. That's, 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 that's considered a, a usage to read something. But the other papers here, even though they're not worth very much, they're worth a half a cent, nevertheless, it's considered muksa. Nyar Cholok, paper is considered muksa. Why is it muksa? It's muksa because it's made to write on. It's not made for anything else. And since it's made to write on, if you, you don't want it to get dirty because you won't be able to write on it. And therefore, you, if you took a piece of paper, you want to use, put it under your tea so that you shouldn't get the tablecloth dirty, so that would be forbidden on Shabbos because it's designated to be used to write on that for anything else. Even though it's not a major loss, but since you decided you want to use it for anything else, and now you, and now you, want, to, you want to suddenly um, change, you change your mind, that, uh, it's, you're not able to do that. The Altar actually brings two opinions of why it's muksa. What I just said is among the Avram. The Altar also brings the El Yerabah, 
The El Yerabah says that the paper is considered muktza because it's like a rock. It's not like, in other words, it's not, it's not that it's muktza um, because of its, of, its, of, its, of its importance. It's muktza similarly, in a similar way that money is muktza and rocks are muktza because it just, it's not a keli, it's not a vessel. The first opinion says it's a vessel, it's meant to be written on. And just, it's, so, so, so that's one way of looking at it. It has a use, and it's a prohibited use. Other ones, other opinions says since it's a prohibited use, it's not considered. It's not considered. It's not considered something which is usable. Period. It's just something you write on. It's not considered a, a real use, and, and therefore it's muksa even if, even if even without the issue of of the of the value. Um, a get a get a bill divorce. Um, Al says that uh, it's it's muksa. Before um, what you have to, you you you, smoke you don't want to use the get to put your uh, your your tea on because because you need need, need to give it to the, the the husband who needs to give it to the one who to his wife. But once the get has been delivered, so then it's not considered uh, muktzah. Good, Meryl. All right. Any other questions? If you designate before Shabbos, I'll hear you. Before Shabbos, once Shabbos comes in, you can't redesignate it. If you designate before Shabbos, this piece of paper is going to be a bookmark. The is fine. Does anybody know um, somebody I can hire for a movie? Two hours a month? Um.